Hello, hello, and once again, welcome to For Book's Sake. I am Heather Roberts. I'm Veronica Adams, and we are 1852 Media. We are, and today we're going to talk about the Goodreads Choice Awards fail. It's... Fail. Yes, that it, is. It that, is a let's, fail. Let's just, let's just come out swinging. It's an absolute disaster. It's a fail. Oh my God, where to start? I mean, the biggest problem with the Goodreads Choice Awards is that mm-hmm. once again, we talked about this last week in last week's episode is racism and romance. Yep. And once again, this is a great example of where. It, it's shown in the romance industry. There is no diversity on this list at all. It is full of straight cishet stories. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah, just lacking in diversity, like so much lacking in diversity. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and a lot of people are talking about it as they should be. Um, but I think more people need to be talking about it and, you know, talking well, about I, why this is. I would say the problem is the people who are talking about it are the same people who do the labor in this particular area of yeah. social progress every time something like this happens. And it's not fair for people right. who <clears throat> live in and ignore their privilege to expect the same people, the people who are actually hurt, right? minorities, to do this labor of understanding why there is a problem and, and starting the conversation about what we can do to change it. And every time a a very, very limited uh, genre in terms of the publishing industry that has Mm -hmm. held up for a long time, nothing but white women of means. Correct. Yeah. And, and stories were all cishet very 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 straight and there's just no representation of minorities of any kind for a very long time and now that we have authors who are bravely sharing their stories from their perspectives amazing they stories they can't get too. nominated for a goodreads yeah. choice award <laughs> right and, and and they're amazing stories it's not like these stories aren't good they're great they're amazing they're amazing and you know goodreads i should note so the Goodreads choice, I'm going to read Goodreads statement on the mm. Goodreads choice awards. Um, yes. But they, so they've removed three categories this year in addition mm. to adding a category. So uh, let's, let's read their statement. Goodreads told publishers, they didn't like issue a statement, but they had an interview yeah. with publishers weekly. And this is what they said. Our goal is to have the Goodreads choice awards reflect the books that are most popular with our members based on the millions of books added, rated, and reviewed on Goodreads each year. As part of this, we have made adjustments to our categories over time, and this year we will not include children's and middle grade, poetry, and graphic novels as separate categories. Separately, reflecting the amount of reader interest we're seeing in Romanticy on Goodreads this year, we are including this as a new category in 2023. We will continue to have separate romance and fantasy categories, Overall, our community is incredibly diverse in the breadth of their reading, with fans across hundreds of genres and subgenres. Goodreads. 
Can we not use the word diversity in your statement about a list that contains absolutely no actual diversity? I mean, with respect to the romance category, at least. Correct. Very, very little diversity. Very little I believe diversity. a couple of the authors who, whose books made the list or the, the short list of nominees after the first round, perhaps, are, I believe there are a couple of minorities on the list. But yeah. But the mostly, romance. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying? No, it's okay. This is, this is all good. Mostly cishet white authors, by and large. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking at the Goodreads list, we have Christina Lauren, who she's, mm-hmm. it, that's two people. It's yes. Christina and Lauren, both both white women. Okay. Spoiler alert for those of you who yeah. may not have known. For those who didn't know that, that's a team writing yes. them together. Christina Lauren is in fact Christina and Lauren. Yes. <laughs> White ladies, Emily Henry, white lady, Megan Quinn, white lady, Anna Huang, not white. Yeah. That we uh, have a little bit of diversity. She's Asian. Uh, Abby Jimenez, white. I mean, I can keep going down. Most of the authors on the romance list are indeed white ladies. Yeah. And not to say that their books aren't good. I'm sure that they are. But here, there are other books also that are also good that ha- would have not even had the opportunity to be nominated in this type of uh, a yeah. contest. And the problem is we don't know the metrics. It's not like right. Goodreads said like, oh, you're, the books that were nominated got this many ratings or right. XYZ, you know, right. add to list or exactly how were these books nominated? There's no metrics for us to go back and look at. So in, again, we're, we're just trapped in this. Oh, I guess we'll trust you that these are the most popular books from this either mm-hmm. curated list. Right. right. And yeah. And it's just not it. What's the criteria for getting there? Right. And the other concern is, and I believe Jennifer Armentrout actually came out and stated this on her Facebook page. There are some authors who are nominated multiple times. Yep. And Jennifer was like, I don't think that should be a thing. Why am I being nominated three times on the same list? Yeah. When what, what makes me <clears throat> deserving of taking up space that could be occupied by other authors in it, across genres? Because Jennifer's right. books definitely span a different genres. genres. Yeah. Exactly. Why am I taking up all of these spaces when other deserving authors whose books are just as good and just as popular as mine could also be nominated? Right. And I'm sure Rebecca Yaros would also agree with that statement. She's nominated on the romance list for a book of hers, and she's also nominated in Romanticy. Right. You know, so it's just, we should have a limit here. There there should be, what are the metrics? We go back to that. What are the metrics? And there are a lot of creators out there who are doing the work to talk about this. And once again, doing the work when others should be doing it also. Yeah. Yeah. And they're speaking out about this. So we felt that it was really important for us to speak out about it also. Listen, uh, it's important to listen to black women, but also stop making black women do all of your mental labor when it comes to race and racial issues. Like educate yourself. It's possible to do that. (sighs) Absolutely. 
And I mean, there are other authors out there to talk about. So let's some, I saw a lot of posts um, talking about, well, what about Kennedy Ryan? Love me some Kennedy Ryan. Kennedy, Who does it? If you are the listening are to this, incredible. adore you, still adore you, Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, you're a lovely human. I, you yeah. are an amazing writer. But she did not have a new release this year. So right. she would not have been out. El- That's one metric we know. You had to have yeah, been I'm, released right, a book in right. 2023. You have to released a book in the year in which the award is being yes. given. Right. So I believe she had a re-release of a past book because I think it went trad. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't watching too closely, but I'm pretty sure that that was what happened um, for her this year. Uh, and she's had some other successes this year as well, but yeah. not a new release uh, to right. then qualify for this list. But there's plenty of other Black authors. Yes. And yes. She, she, we love Kennedy, but she's not the only one. Right. Well, yeah. And, and it's okay. not about, you know, specifically fangirling specific authors of color. It's just they're more and more women of color are writing yes. and entering the space and uh, both traditionally and independently. And they deserve the accolades that their books are earning. I mean, the, the rave reviews and the virality, like they write great books. Yeah. They deserve a platform that is equivalent to the platform that is still being protected by what, I think is an institutionally racist old guard in the romance industry. Like hundred percent. The rules are just set in such a way that you really can only truly excel if you're white. Right. And probably writing books about straight couples. Like it's just, well, that is another portion of the list. I do just want to say, I think Kennedy's name got thrown around a lot. Yeah. Into this because she had written uh, she on Facebook, she had shared a, uh, about the Goodreads Choice of mm-hmm. Awards and that basically wrote a scathing commentary uh, about the lack of diversity, yeah. which and she so, should not have to do. But as is her correct. prerogative and good for her for doing. And yes, correct. So I I think that that's why a lot of people are like, Kennedy, you should have been nominated. And I saw a lot right. of those that feedback when that wasn't right. the point of her commenting on it. Yeah, to be, and that wasn't that. I think that's why her name started getting tossed around as like the sure. you know an author of color that was talking about it. But yeah, I, there's so much gatekeeping to Romance Landia yes. that we talked about last week, yes. and this is one of the ways, a very large way that it happens. How are Goodreads Choice Awards? They have millions and millions of people looking. And enjoying and voting mm-hmm. on these books. Some of these books that are being presented to these people who are voting are brand new. They they didn't even know they existed. So what an amazing opportunity to highlight an author of color. Yeah. And if authors of color can't get into these type of lists, that's it's just one more way that they're being right. excluded right. and gate kept out. Of mainstream well, romance landia. You know, let, uh, <clears throat> let me defensively put myself in Goodreads shoes here, sure. right? Like, we're just platforming the books that are already popular. Mm-hmm. Okay, but why are those books the ones that are already popular? Because privileged white authors tend to get the bulk of fill in the blank. Right. In terms of publishing contracts, 
all of the privileged places one needs to be in order to have a book succeed, right? Yeah. I mean, the the bulk of the authors who find themselves in those positions are white. Why is that? It's not necessarily Goodreads' fault, but Goodreads is certainly perpetuating. It's likely more of a systemic... Yeah, the systemic issue, because what we noticed when we looked at the list, while there are some indie authors and indie titles on there, rather, I should say, a lot of the books are traditionally published. Yes. And what did we talk about last week? (laughs) (laughs) About how traditional, you know, traditional publishers do not allow for space for authors of color in the same way that they provide space to white authors it's just that's it's not right any type of you know how many authors of color have had traditional traditional deals and published books this year in in the traditional sphere with the help of a publisher whose books met with great reviews very well received reader reader loved fan favorites and they aren't on this list right well and also to the question i mean how many books are being picked up by traditional publishers Mm -hmm. with black authors where the traditional publishers actually give a damn about the book right and do something for it and support it in the same way because that we've we've talked about that ad nauseum i think but you know it's important to to talk about this again they have absolute control and have tried and succeeded many times to do what I call make fetch happen to pull a mean girls <laughs> reference. They, if they throw enough money behind something, mm-hmm. they can make it popular. Right. So they have the option to platform certain titles if they yes. so choose. Yes. They, they, they can just sell don't. trade paperbacks in every store you shop at. I mean, right. pick, a, pick a big box store where you can buy a trade paperback. They can put those authors in that position. Why do some authors end up there and some authors don't? Right. And that we, yeah, it, it's a who, very who good gets, conversation. Who gets publisher paid for partnerships with mega book influencers on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram mm-hmm. and who doesn't? Who gets said, oh, we're going to give you an ebook only contract with no yep. marketing support. Yep. And then we'll see how much, how much you sell. And then if you sell enough, we'll then talk about entering into a paperback distribution deal. Right. But then you're on the hook for all the marketing and you're getting pennies on the dollar yeah. for royalties. <clears throat> excuse me. And yeah, you're you're literally tied. You have one hand tied behind your back. Right. In order to prove to them that you're worthy of a distribution mm-hmm. agreement. Or we will publish you with our imprint that targets readers of color. Yes. And we will not do anything to try and broaden the reach across all of our segments so that our, our more mainstream, readers, quote unquote, right. segments, which right. is just insane to me. Yeah. We're, you're a minority. Your book is about minorities. We're going to put you in the minority right. box. Yeah. And you have to stay there. Yeah. You have to live in that yeah. box. Right. And that was actually, I, I think back to 2016, we, uh, my husband and I went to, um, the a book event in Baltimore and yeah. there was a whole panel there um about uh all sorts of stuff in publishing. I mean that's what you talk about. And 
one of the um, topics that came up was um, about how there was like an uh, an imprint of one of the big publishers, and it was for interracial romances, and specifically. And so we were talking with one of the authors afterwards, and my husband made a great point. He's like, you know, why? Why does why is there an imprint specifically? For interracial romances. Isn't that just a romance? What what an interesting question to be asked by one half of an interracial couple. <clears throat> Correct. And I had not really considered it in the same way that he was considering it, sure. right? We come from different perspectives. Sure. And, you know, you're- You're con- the privileged white woman I'm in the, the relationship. Yes. And so I'm constantly learning and trying to learn. Right. And, you know, I was just like really struck by that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's really fucked up. It like, is. And I was like, oh, well, maybe they're trying to do it, you know, because in your mind, you immediately start to try to justify things, right? And you're like, oh, well, maybe it's done that way for like categorization, or maybe it's done that way to allow people to find books easier that they like would want to read. And then you're no, like, no. no 2016, Heather, no. it's done to keep the pearl-clutching racists from losing yeah, their mind correct. and not buying all of the other books. I mean, as soon as the thoughts came across my mind, I dismissed them. But, you know, like, you, you're, you I was conditioned, right, to, to think those thoughts to just... That, like, there could be some sort of le- legitimate, legitimate reason interest yes. for doing that. Yeah. No, there's not a legitimate business interest. Yeah, there's not. The, the, I mean, the well, legitimate there inter- is. Yeah, there is, there but is, but it's a racist. But one. it's a racist one. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the types of things that are just very accepted. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started in the industry, even ten years ago, it was just very clear. Like, you don't put a person of color on the on the front of a romance book. Yeah, it's not going to sell. Yeah, and we've chipped away a little bit over sure. the years uh, at that. I think that there's more representation now um, than there ever has been. But is there enough representation? No, absolutely not. But is there more? Yes. (laughs) Not enough, but more. So it's, it's just really the, the progress is so slow. And if we as white women are frustrated looking at this progress, right. I can't even fathom how infuriating yeah. It must be for somebody of of color who right. being in this industry and of seeing course. this day after day after day well, and I, being I think affected that's why by it. Why it's so important for us to be having this conversation because I don't think listen, we are not white saviors. No, God no. We have so much to learn, but we're unpacking in our own way, right? Like there are not enough white cis het allies out there for every minority group who needs better representation and who needs to be fought for for better inclusion in this industry. Yeah. Period. More people like us need to be having these conversations amongst ourselves, yeah. not preaching to anybody else, but just amongst ourselves. And we're not. And, and when a member yeah. of the minority group speaks, we need to shut up and listen and exactly. then try to figure out how to work in their feedback right. into what we're doing. And everything, I mean, I have been listening, you know, to, to others this week uh, who have yeah. been talking about this. And it's it's just really infuriating that this is still where we are in 
the year of 2023. And it's so frustrating. But we wanted to highlight some Black authors this week who we think are amazing. Yes. And uh, that you should go and read their books. And and who published books in the year 2023 (laughs) but did not get nominated for a Goodreads award. Yes. Uh, So we have Nana Malone. There's a lovely love human Nana being. Malone. I love Nana Malone. She has published books in 2023. She's published books in 2022, 2019. I mean, she she publishes lots of books. Yes. And she writes amazing, uh, amazing books. She has also co-written books with M. Malone. Not the same person, uh, but they <laughs> they co-write together because they have- Malone and Malone they have, thing. Yeah, they have the Malone and Malone thing. Uh, so go check their books out. Uh, fantastic books. Lots of billionaire romance in there if you're interested. So sexy. Yes. Uh, then we have Brittany Cherry, who yes. I adore. I adore Brittany's books. They make me cry, the majority of them. Very emotional and angsty. Yeah. Yes. I have to... I have to like set time aside. You know, like you, I have to be in the right headspace to yes. be able to absorb the words the gut punch <laughs> it's it's poetic she writes yes. poetry it's like yes. lyrical and poetic mm-hmm. and just oh my god so good she's yeah. released books in 2023 uh dylan allen another oh, dylan yes I know, another amazing author we mm-hmm. love dylan yeah dylan has also released books in 2023 yeah. they're robin covington I love Robin Covington. We love, love Robin. Robin is also an attorney and um, I, I think yeah. she actually still practices. So shout out to Robin. She's one of the first people I met in this industry um, back in the day and has just always been so kind and, mm-hmm. you know, had her arms open to me and bringing me in this industry. And yeah. just, I, I can't say enough. I love kind watching about your her. supportive interactions with her because I've been around the two of you together at a couple of events and like just that. Yeah. Kinship. I mean, she's just yeah. so kind and just lovely. Yeah, yeah. Just very welcoming. She is releasing a book this year. It's not yet released, but mm. she was trad published for uh, a lot of things for, for much of her career. Uh, but I think her next book might be indie. I'm not sure. I didn't double check, but she's releasing well, so, December sixth. Listen, if it's a if it's an issue of indie versus trad, there have been several authors of color with traditional books, oh, yeah. traditionally published books this year too. Yeah. I mean, I think Brittany just Oh, there you go. Yeah. I was gonna say, and yeah. I think Brittany just got a whole bunch of her like one of her series sold to a trad, which is great. Oh, she's she's got a trad deal for one of her yeah. backlists. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just gonna say Taj McCoy published this year and that book was met by by rave reviews and Mm -hmm. it was it was if it's an issue of trad versus indie there's an option for you goodreads yeah yeah Yeah. get your shit together goodreads Mm -hmm. oh i'm i'm oh i loathe I don't want to butcher her name. Zhao Axelrod. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, better you than me because I would have been so nervous to say her first name. I have no I idea. I apologize if that's not how you pronounce it. I will yeah. learn how to say it properly. But she, I believe, also had a trad deal. I've at least seen her in stores. So mm-hmm. if she's distributing yes. 
by herself, more power to her. But um, I do know that she, you know, she's had new books this year and like great ones. So there's options, my friends. Talia Hibbert published a young adult romance. It was a rom-com. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I believe it was also trad, but still. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't either. I, I truly don't. Yeah, I'm just looking up the books. The Girl with Stars in Her Eyes is editor's pick for best romance. Look at that. It's the most anticipated on BuzzFeed, Goodreads, Country Living, Bookish, Frolic, and more. But it doesn't make (laughs) the Goodreads list. It has 4,671 ratings on Goodreads with a 3.9 ranking, which is actually very good for that many ratings on Goodreads. It has a 4.3 rating on Amazon. Yeah. People are generally kinder on Amazon. They're, you know, not as many trolls. Sorry. It's just not, you know, it's true. Well. Um, and it was a traditionally published title. Source books. Yeah. Christina Lauren blurbed it. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? This, you, you triggered something. I think it's important for us to say that we're not trying to take anything away from the authors who weren't nominated. No, no. Also great books. Great books. I mean, it's yeah. I, I will say I also do see consistently the same names come up every year and I'm not com- like great on your, I'm thrilled for your success, sure. but also we need to create a space for up and coming folks as well. It, right. I'm not asking people to give up their seats at the table. I'm asking the people responsible for building the damn table to make it bigger. Yeah. And mm-hmm. add more seats to it for the people who, have historically not been allowed to sit there who deserve to be there. That's it. That's it. I mean, if, if it's book sales, you know, Christina Lauren, not to take anything away from Christina Lauren, they are now a machine in so much that they sell a book and it's going to hit the list. I mean, it's just, they write a book, I mean, and it's going to hit a list. It's to the point. It took a long time to get there though. Like it's, it's it's been an, it's a marathon. It's an uphill battle. They're in a much they're in a different place now with their brand Correct. than they were five years ago, 10 years 10 ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's, it's very, yeah. But I'm I, just I saying, saying but yeah, it's yeah. not like they're doing the same work to get on, on this list or this also, and not to take away from them, but this list does not matter to them as much as right. somebody who you know, needs that exposure. They, they already, they, they've they made have the it, exposure. so to speak. <laughs> yeah, like they, they have. have exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, they're, they're fine. <laughs> this is, a, this is a really wonderful pat on the back for the work that they've done. Right. Totally deserved. But also what it does for them is very different than what it would do for some of the authors who should be on the list that aren't. Right. Right. So it's just, it's just frustrating when these things sure. continuously happening. I understand why people are angry. I get it. It is, it's infuriating. And I challenge you to go and read a book from one of the authors that we named or, uh, or others who you know of yep. that you haven't read before. Yeah. Tell your friends about it. Put it in book clubs. 
start, you know, sharing them around. Word of mouth is so amazing for getting books heard and seen and getting the exposure necessary to get them elevated. It's, it's how it all happens. It's how a lot of it happens. Yeah. You know, big publishers can force things with money, right? Because the more you see something, the more you're going to talk about it or be interested in it. Uh, But word of mouth can make something really, really go viral. You read a book and you tell a friend, that friend reads it, tells three friends. It, it can make something take off in a, in a very organic and amazing way. I've seen it happen. So that's, that's my piece. <laughs> that's my piece. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I, I also have, I have a book on my desk. I'm an author of color. MJ Mango. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I was just Look looking at you down. you come in prepared and correct for today. Yeah. This is um, a billionaire romance. So. It's one of one of several books that are sitting on my desk in my to be read pile. <laughs> so I was just like looking down and I was like, oh yeah, how about that? So marketing tip of the week. I don't know if either of us are prepared for that. I have one. <laughs> you have one. Okay. I do. I do. Look at you. I know. Well, listen, we, <laughs> the way we have pantsed the last like five episodes of this podcast. Oh yeah. You have no idea. People, you guys have no idea. Today's episode is one of the first we've like inten- been intentional about because it is such a sensitive subject. An and important subject. We wanted to well, make and sure. We yeah. are not necessarily the right people to be having this conversation. Right. But we, it's this important more, for us is, to talk about. This is more about. about our allyship than anything else, right? Right. Right. But our general marketing tip, which I, I did prepare, just didn't run it by Heather before we started. No, recording. it's fine. Go for it is to always make sure that you are using your personal voice in your marketing. This is really important with your social media and with your newsletters. If all you're doing is promoting your books and trying to sell readers, they're, they're just going to reject that. It's going to be really hard to keep an audience to get followers, the loyal readers that you want People want, they, they yeah. want a human connection with you. They want a parasocial relationship with you. They do. They want to know about your pets or your kids to the extent that you're willing to share them. Some people very protective of, of family and I get that. But glimpses of your everyday life that you can give them. Uh, your sense of humor. You know, it's important that you are sharing more than just, hey, here's my book. Hey, here's my audio book. Hey, here's my large print paperback. Hey, I'm doing a pretty alternate hardback cover with foil. Like you can't just do nothing but sell. You have to also build a relationship that's about sharing bits of yourself. Even if you don't get anything back from these people in terms of interaction, you know, you get a thumbs up. Shouting into the void. (laughs) Right. You need to be using your personal voice and giving them a glimpse of what your life is like and who you are. Yeah. um, To the extent that you're willing to do so. In the absence of that, people just kind of get, it's gross to just be constantly sold at all the time. And nobody's going to respond to that. You're going to find that your followers don't grow and your list doesn't grow. If all you're doing is selling every time you try to connect. Absolutely. And it's because a lot of times it's not about 
selling. It's about what Veronica was saying, connecting with people. Uh, You know, the big brands even do this to us. They don't say like, you know, Nike, here's a brand new shoe and wear it. Right. Why do you want the shoe? You have shoes already, right? Like, why do you need a new pair of shoes? It's Mm -hmm. their their commercials and advertisements connect Mm -hmm. with that emotional piece of you that wants it for whatever reason, because it's going to make you faster, because it's going to, you know, look cool on you, be trendy, et cetera. They spark to those emotions within you you have to do the same thing. And a lot of times that comes with being an authentic human being. The easiest way I think is being an authentic human being. And well, as an author, for sure, maybe not as like a mega brand or something, but But as an author, you are the person writing the book. So bridging that connection makes a big difference. And people love to support people. Share your favorite home latte recipe or post about your cross stitch or your quilting like whatever it is you do whoever yeah. you are when you're not writing share little pieces of that you don't have to give them everything you know no, of course your, not social media doesn't have to be a journal your newsletter doesn't have to be a diary but you do need to offer the human side of yourself in order to encourage people to connect with you correct that's how you build really loyal readers yeah creating that community yep well thank you veronica welcome and thanks everyone for listening Until next time. (laughs)